Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Today's episode is called The Two Sisters and the Wolf. Now, this is a story I'm particularly excited about because it is a backstory to a fairy tale novel that I've been writing for quite a while now. I've been thinking about these two sisters for several years, and I really love them. I hope you will too. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. And the story goes like this. She woke up with a wolf at her door. Ow! Pink in the sky, it was first light. But it was already late, for these were the darkest days of the year. And this girl, her name is Sar had a long way to go. They would need every moment of daylight. Neva, whispered Sar over to her sleeping sister, giving her a gentle shake. The sun waits for no one. Sar rose, threw her knapsack over her shoulder, and slid down her tree into the snow. A moment later, Neva jumped right down to land behind her. Where, where is Hauka? said Neva, sleepy eyes searching the pink sky. Do you want to wait for her? asked Tsar. I do. We will catch up to you, said Neva. Tsar gave her sister a meaningful look and she turned to the wolf. Let us go. Sar said, and in agreement, the wolf howled once more, Ow! as a warning of protection for Neva, and then turned toward the frozen path. See you soon, Sar nodded to her sister, and Neva nodded back, and then wolf and girl were off. Walking into the sunlight and the snow, Sar followed where the wolf led, leaving wolf tracks behind them for Neva to follow as they picked their way deeper and deeper into the depths of the winter forest. The watchful yellow eyes of the wolf, keen to keep Sar close, kept flicking back to make sure that she was there. Of course, the wolf didn't need to look. He heard every noise that hung in the air. The almost imperceptible silent sound of snowfall, of birds perched on the branches of the dark trees above, the swish of the wind breezing through the pines, and the breath of his dear Sar walking behind, 
her feet crunching through the drifts of whiteness. Now, you might be wondering what this girl is doing alone in the woods with a wolf. (laughs) Well, if I weren't telling this story, I'd be wondering that too. But the answer is, well, they'd always been like this. Wolf and girl, companions and friends, from the earliest the girl could remember. For Sar was the wolf, and the wolf was Sar. Oh, and also, Sar and her sister Neva, well, they're fairies. Not flitting flower fairies like you might see in some cartoon. No, mm. this Sar and this Neva, they were of an enchanted tribe of fairies, so ancient that even long ago, when people first spoke of them, they called them the old ones. Sar and Neva might look like children, but they carry within themselves all the wisdom of the green diamond. But where were these travelers going? Well, where every fairy goes at the winter solstice, of course, they were making their way toward the fairy ice skating ball to pay respects to the fairy queen and to dance and ice skate and laugh and welcome in the new year with all who hold the world dear. For these dark nights at the solstice are magical moments, the longest nights of the year. Some call them the in-between days when fairy fires are lit and music is played and thanks is given for all the good the past year had offered. For true gratitude is a gift that shines through the universe and makes the world whole again and again. And when fairy wishes are made, the lost things of the world are restored. To be a part of that was what every fairy lived for. Sar had to be there. She wouldn't miss the fairy ice skating ball for anything, except maybe her sister. Sar looked around her. Where was Neva? Well, Neva caught up to them by midday. Hauka had not arrived. Neva looked concerned, and Sar reminded her sister that Hauka always found them, no matter where they were. Neva nodded in agreement, for this was true. Still, she wondered. Together, Wolf and sisters walked and walked on through the frozen forest, crossing rivers solid with ice, trekking through kingdoms and realms belonging to elves and to fairies, to trolls and to giants, passing through gnome villages and hallowed fey hamlets. Sometimes they had roads to go by, and other times just deer paths, as the pale sun wandered across the sky from the pink morning's east to set in evening's fiery red clouds in the west. The sisters watched as the moon rose to greet the first star in the night sky. One day of travel down and two more to go. 
Sar felt certain they would make it in time to the fairy festivities, as long as the weather held. Under a rock ledge in the Forest du Lute, they set up camp. Sar built a fairy fire. But tell me, dear listeners, where was Hauga? Well, nowhere to be seen so far. Neva climbed the tallest tree she could find, and she sang out her Hauka call. Ow! No sign of Hauka. She will find us. I feel her close by, said Neva. The wolf would not leave the sisters alone in the forest to hunt, and so they broke fairy bread, all three together, and they curled up to sleep under the wondrous Milky Way of stars. Can you imagine? The moon smiled down upon them as they fell fast asleep. The lingering snow continued to fall, scattering glittering crystals that gleamed in the moonlight across their resting bodies. But the sisters were not cold, for they were the snow, and the snow was them. It did tickle a little bit, though. The sound of an owl hooting overhead. Well, that did not wake the sleeping fairies or the wolf. The call of the foxes from one to the other in the night. Well, that did not wake the sleeping fairies or the wolf. The trespassing of a family of deer just a few feet from their rock. Well, that did not wake the sleeping fairies or the wolf. But a tiny squeak. The smallest of sounds, really. Barely even a peep. And the fairies and the yellow wolf's eyes flew open. It was a merlin falcon above them on the rock. She flew down to land on Neva's outstretched hand. Neva gently stroked the striped feathers of her beloved bird. She was so happy to see her. How good. It was almost daylight. The eastern sky glowed with the first shimmer of gold. Everyone was up in an instant, preparing for the day. The falcon settled on Neva's shoulder, nibbling the bits of fairy bread Neva offered her. What news, Halka? And where have you been? Well, Halka was full of news of the fairy ball preparations. The girls listened intently as the raptor told them all she could of the preparations for the fairy ice skating ball. The feast that was cooking. Are they making those little honey cakes with cinnamon and cloves? Of the decorations hung from every tree. Truly? I can't wait to see that. Of ice sculptures being carved by the greatest artists in the kingdom. A fairy queen made out of ice. And the winter fairy crowns being woven for the queen and her court. From fresh winter berries and crystals, juniper, gems, and magic. The pipers and the drummers rehearsing. Oh, the sisters could hear the music in their heads. And how they wished that Hauka would go on and on with every detail. But more than that, they just wanted to be there in an instant. Oh, 
We just cannot get there fast enough, cried Tsar and Neva together. How I wish I was a fairy with wings who could fly, said Tsar wistfully. And then she looked over at her yellow-eyed wolf. But I would never want to go without you, my wolf. Never without you. Mm. And Tsar threw her arms around her wolf, and she buried her face in his thick, warm wolf fur. The wolf nuzzled his fairy with his wet nose and gently licked the crystal snowflakes that were melting on her face. For there was nothing for it. Not every fairy had wings. Some fairies know sky, some water, some, like our sisters here, oh, they know earth. They knew rock and tree, flora and fauna. They could feel all the life in the ground beneath their feet, gain knowledge from the wisdom of the trees around them, hear the stories that lived within the rocks, and the smell of the slightest shift of weather on the breeze. Neva sang the songs of every bird, and Sar knew the howls and the squeaks and the mutters of every animal. The sisters just love being earth fairies. They would never want to trade that for anything except mm, just this once, perhaps, to get to the fairy ball as fast as possible. Since Sar and Neva had Hauka to protect them, the wolf went off to hunt for his breakfast. The sun was rising quickly, and they must be off in a moment if they were going to reach the fairy gathering in time to ring in the new year. Hauka flew and Neva climbed the tallest of trees to see what the day had in store for them. Rivers, mountains, snow, but what else? Sar kicked snow into their fire to put out the last of the embers, and she reached over to gather her knapsack. She could still hear the fairy music Hauka had described ringing in her ears and the taste of cinnamon on her tongue. Oh, she just could not wait to get there. And as Sar shouldered her knapsack, she watched as Neva climbed down from the tree, Hauka circling her in the morning sunlight. And then she looked around. Hmm, now where was her wolf? And just then, smack! An icy snowball hit Sar right in the back of the head. Well, she spun around. Who? What? Smack! Another snowball hit her in the chest. And giggles came from behind a large rock. They were pixie giggles. <laughs> oh, not pixies, said Sar to herself. Sar called out to Neva, but it was too late. A snowball came flying through the air, and with pixie precision, it hit Neva right in the nose. Sar, it wasn't me. Well, then who was it? <laughs> Pixie giggles filled the air. Oh, not Pixies, cried Neva. That's what I said, shouted Sar, throwing a snowball over the giggling rock to hopefully land on the Pixies on the other side. Mm. It must have made contact because all of a sudden the pixie giggling stopped. And then pixie snowballs came flying from 
everywhere. The snowball fight went wild. The sisters hid behind the trunk of a giant oak tree with boughs that touched the earth. Halka wanted nothing to do with snowballs, but she did fly down at one point to let the sisters know there were six wee pixies hiding behind that big rock. The fairy sisters were quick and their throws were strong, but they were outnumbered. Pixie snowballs were small, but incredibly accurate, unless all that giggling (laughs) threw them off. The air was filled with snowballs and shouts, giggles, and laughter. Sar made a great run and flipped herself over the rock to drop a giant snowball right down on the pixies' heads. But they recovered quickly enough to launch what felt like a thousand tiny snowballs at Sar's back as she returned to her sister. You are amazing, laughed Neva. And then... A giant yellow-eyed wolf with snow in his silver and gray fur leapt up lightly onto the pixie's rock and let out a threatening growl. (laughs) (laughs) Cried all the pixies, and they scattered into the woods in a flurry of snow. The fairies, oh, how they laughed. But... They'd played too long in the snow. The sun was fully up now. They needed to be on their way. Halka called from the sky as the girls followed their wolf up toward the towering mountains of the fearsome giants. Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Come back next time and I'll tell you some more of the story of the two sisters and the wolf. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. For all things April 8, please go to april8.com. And to support this show, please go to patreon.com April 8 and choose what fun rewards suit your family best. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are Wonderful, just as you are right now. La la la.